You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I always like to say you're not what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. That was Dr. Daryl Joffrey. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. I am super psyched to bring you today's guest, Dr. Daryl Joffrey. Dr. Daryl Joffrey is a celebrity nutritionist, author of the best-selling books, Get Off Your Acid and Get Off Your Sugar. He's the founder of Alchemind Supplements, which I am a huge fan of, by the way, and the founder of the Joffrey Wellness Center in New York City and Newport Beach, California. He is also a board-certified chiropractor and Reiki master. Daryl is a world-renowned pioneer in health and wellness, an expert on the alkaline diet, and a huge proponent of intermittent fasting. He is a highly sought-after longevity expert who uses a cutting-edge approach to nutrition to help his patients fight inflammation and achieve and maintain an optimal level of health and energy. Today on the podcast, I sync up with Daryl about easy ways you can strengthen and boost your health and wellness routine for 2022, from diet and nutrition to strategy and goal setting. Daryl shares the five supplements and minerals most adults can't get from the food they're eating, and he offers ideas on foods we can add to the mix to get the nutrients we need. We also talk about his favorite go-to DIY at-home health tests that you can use to do a deeper dive into what's going on in your body and take your health to the next level. And it wouldn't be a conversation with Daryl if we didn't mention sugar and how you can ditch yours in 2022. It's just an idea. This conversation is eye-opening and it will for sure change how you go about your health and wellness in 2022. Dr. Daryl Joffrey is my go-to for health and wellness. You may have heard him on the podcast on episode 153, maybe tuned into our IG Live last summer, or recently seen him on Access Hollywood back on January 26th. Maybe you've caught him on Live with Kelly and Ryan, the doctor's extra, E! News, or read about his work and books in People Magazine, Vogue, the New York Post, and more. Daryl is everywhere. And today, he joins us on the Marnie on the Move podcast. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if it's on Apple, leave us a five-star review. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes click on leave a review and tell us what you love. Also on Spotify, you can rate the show, leave us five stars. Now on to my conversation with Daryl. 
It is so great, Daryl, to have you back on the podcast. Your podcast that we recorded last summer is a huge hit. Thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. And so good to see you. Happy New Year. And it's always awesome to uh, to jam with Marnie and of course your tribe. You're, you're a rock star. So thanks for having me on as always. Thank you. We are in 2022. And yes, Happy New Year. It has been a crazy bananas two yeah. years. It's been a year of people really taking charge of their health and their wellness, getting out and exercising and really bringing an awareness to that thanks to this global pandemic and a heightened awareness around, you know, taking care of yourself and using preventative measures. So what are some things that you're seeing that are really easy for people to do that are just like, you know, they want to eat healthier, maybe they're going to take some supplements, you know, depending on what they need. What are some easy to do health and wellness routines that people can just like get on board with? Yeah, uh, I mean, great, great question. And you're absolutely right. It's been an insane two years. And I think that's probably putting it as an understatement. But I say it all the time. We were two years ago, we were blindsided by the pandemic and no one knew what was going on. And what happened that I saw with most of my clients is and, and people just out there in the general population is people crawled into their foxhole and everyone started stress eating, you know, and when we start to stress eat, it just makes our body, you know, succumb to things even more like viruses and bacteria and getting sick and gaining weight and having low energy. And, you know, now we're seeing two years later, the mental effects of what's been going on from just the isolation, the lack of connectivity, lack of movement, which is critical. You know, I always say motion is emotion. We got to move our bodies to really to, to feel better. Right. And of course, the way that we eat. So there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on. But, you know, when we go back to it, the people who were really doing the things that we should be focusing on, which is eating a strength eating diet, putting the right supplements into our body, moving our bodies and really managing stress, because the reality is, is right now stress is managing most of us. Right. So it's really about, to your point, what are some really easy ways we can get back in the game? It's not about being perfect. I always say right. progress, not perfection. So, but it's got to fit into our lifestyle. We have to make it convenient. We have to make it sustainable because here we are in the new year. And right now, as we record this podcast, 92% of people have already failed with, with their New Year's resolutions. Right, because they haven't set realistic goals that are attainable. It's Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it. But but the other problem is that most people just associate making positive changes in their health with a flip of a calendar. Right. And they didn't really set realistic goals. They didn't set specific goals. They based their goal on pain and deprivation. What am I taking away? I got to give up sugar. You know, yeah. I got to go on this miserable, extreme diet. If you look at the first three letters of diet, it's the last thing we want to do to our body. So we have to change our way. And, and at the bottom of all this, yes, we need that strategy, but we need, we need a why we need that purpose. And that purpose has to be so compelling that it moves you down to your very soul. And I used to say that your purpose is 80% of your success and the yeah. strategy, which is still critical is 20% of success. But now I really say it's, it's hundred percent because when adversity comes, when we're hit with a pandemic or any other stress, and trust me, this is not going to be the, the last stress that we all right. feel, you know, there's always going to be stress. So we have to be ready for it. And we need to have a core set of things that we're going to focus on. So I like to break it out into three different buckets. What does our diet look like? And what are some easy ways that we can change our diet? What are the supplements that we absolutely need at the core, you know, yeah. as adults, our children, there's a few supplements five specific that we're all massively deficient in. I don't care how healthy you eat. Right. We still have to supplement in our day and age. 
150 years ago, we can get these supplements because our soil was massively different. So we got to nail down the supplements. And then of course, there's these lifestyle blocking factors that's allowing stress to take us out. So what can we do? What's, what's, what easy biohacks can we put into our life that we can do in the comfort of our own home to help us deal with the stress, to make us feel better emotionally? And when we feel better emotionally, we're going to want to do it, They all work on each other. It's right. like we have a diet that improves everything. We start to put the right supplements in that improves everything. We start to help our bodies emotionally and physically deal with stress that helps with everything. So yeah. What are the five supplements that everybody is like fundamentally deficient in that you really just can't get no matter how much food you eat. Cause that's what it comes down to. It, it comes down to that. And, you know, I always use the analogy of the plant. If that plant wilts, you know, most doctors say, give it drugs, give it surgery. Now right. the plant's going to die. Yes. We have the best crisis care system in the world, but it's about health care, right? It's not about sick care, health care. So give the plant water, sunlight, nutrition, and maybe there's some toxins in. So again, it's about giving the body the things that we're deficient in and removing the toxicity. And if we give the body those things, we should heal ourselves. So number one on the list is magnesium. The most important mineral for the body. It's the fourth most abundant mineral in the body. Calcium is the most abundant, but magnesium is the most important and the most deficient. In fact, magnesium is the number one neuroprotector of our brain. So if you're feeling um, some anxiety or stress, or if you're not sleeping well, um, then we have to give the body more magnesium. If you're craving sugar, you're massively deficient in yes. magnesium because the body requires about 56 molecules um, of magnesium to neutralize one molecule of sugar. So magnesium is number one on my list. Um, in the short run, you could take it by yourself. But what happens, Marnie, over time is that it will deplete your other minerals. So I like to take a nice, well-balanced mineral that also has potassium, calcium, um, avoiding calcium carbonate, having more things like uh, calcium citrate, a better form, and of course, bicarbonate, which is a powerful alkaline mineral. And then if you want to stack on extra magnesium to that, you can totally do that. Um, so that's number one on the list. Number two is omega-3 fatty acids, critical for... Um, lowering inflammation in the body. And we are all inflamed. It's the primary cause of all chronic disease, um, brain issues. So we got to get those omega-3 fats in. Uh, number three would be a probiotic. Gut health is where it's at. Hippocrates, father of modern medicine, said, look to the gut. It's the cause of all dis-ease. And I'm telling you, we've, we've talked so much yeah. about the gut uh, offline. And to get your body back online, right, we got to get that gut microbiome in check. And probiotics are, are important. Look at, you, at your gut like a garden. You want lots of flowers. You don't want those weeds overtaking the garden. And unfortunately for most of us, there's more weeds. So we got to get those flowers back in and that's what the probiotic does. And then- So yeah. I have a question about probiotics because yeah. you can't just take any probiotic. There are all different kinds of probiotics and you really should be taking one that has multiple strains of probiotics, right? So what's a good, do you have any recommendations of- probiotics or is it really like something you have to work on? Like, is there a generic one or that you like? So there, there's two ways I can answer this. And it's, it's a phenomenal point because again, your gut is so diverse. Again, it's a garden and every week they're uncovering thousands of new species of bacteria in the gut. Right. And remember, we got to stop fearing the bacteria. You know, I always say if uh, aliens came down, they looked at us, they'd be like, wow, uh, this is a whole bacterial and viral colony that's in an earth suit. I mean, there's a hundred times more bacteria in your body uh, than you actually have cells. And the viral count is even higher than that. So we got to lose that being afraid of germs, but we have to support that healthy microbiome, which is healthy bacteria. Right. So 
you want to get a terrain-based probiotic that has a lot of different strains. So if you're not testing your gut, because I really base the type of probiotic that I give my clients based on the gut microbiome test that we do. But if you're not going to do a test like that, then I recommend just getting just a a general terrain-based refrigerated type of probiotic that has, you know, lactobacillus, uh, plantarum, uh, just kind of like your general species. And um, I like the refrigerated kind for that part because bacteria is alive and you want to take the moisture out of it. So if you put it in your refrigerator or your freezer, it's just going to keep, it's going to keep those bacteria vibrant and healthy and they can last out of the fridge, Marnie, for seven days. So, you know, don't worry about like it comes in the box. You got to throw it right in the fridge or if I'm traveling, what am I going to do? It's like, no, I don't worry about that. When I go away, I just take, I take two probiotics at my largest meal of the day. The goal is to get on average about 30 billion CFU, which is the colony forming unit. So if I'm taking two, so 15 million, 15 million, that's one uh, capsule gives you 15 million. You're getting 30. So don't worry about like, it needs to be 80 billion or, you know, hundred billion. I've got an or Excel two. spreadsheet about this. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other probiotics that I do to really go after some of the bad guys in the gut. Um, so something like a megaspore biotic, I'm a big fan of, which I start with a lot of my clients when they need to really nurture that microbiome, but at the same time, they have stealth pathogens in the gut that's causing inflammation and leaky gut. So it's about what's going to give us the best bang for our buck. And some people might need to like get more troops in that gut to build right. up that army. Other people might need to take out the invaders, right? So there's a couple ways, but again, if you're not testing, just go with a really diverse, well-rounded probiotic. Um, There are some uh, encapsulated kinds that don't need to be refrigerated, but um, if I'm getting just a general terrain-based probiotic, I like to get a refrigerated kind. Okay, cool. That's super helpful. And what are the other two essential supplements that we need? Yeah, they're big ones. And I like to get these ones combined in one. So one would be vitamin D3, not D2, which is the synthetic form. So it's not about taking 50,000 IUs, you know, once a week, you want to take um, one kind every single day. And I like to get my D3 um, in a liquid form. It's just a more optimal and K2, right? So combined in one supplement, because why are those two so important? Why are they so, yeah, why are they so synergistic? D3 is not, we call it vitamin D3. It's not even a vitamin, it's a hormone. I mean, it's responsible for over a thousand different, uh, you know, things in the body. Um, one of those is your immune system resilience. You know, we don't want to be in the basement. If you look at the numbers on a test, the ideal range, or the, I don't want to say the ideal range, the, the normal lab range will show 30 to 100. Right. So the problem that I see with a lot of doctors and nutritionists out there is that if that number is 31, it's not going to be flagged as high, as as low or like yeah. something that you need to be concerned about. And most doctors won't even mention it. Here's my take is you're just about to go over, over the cliff if you're 30 or 31. Now, yeah. if it says 29, it would be flagged. Then they, most doctors would say it because the lab will reference that. So here's the thing, Marnie, we don't want you to be at the bottom of that range, right? Which I call the basement. We want to be at the top of that range, somewhere in that 60 to 90 range. Because when yeah. we're in that range, that's where our immune system is powerful. That's where we can really prevent things like the flu and, and the cold and coronavirus. So we want to pump that number up. And then um, K2 is critical because D brings calcium into the body along with magnesium. So those are the big ones, right? So that helps us absorb the calcium better in the intestines. But once it gets into the body, that calcium, we need to tell it where to go. And that's what the K2 does. So K2 directs it to go right into the bones instead of going to the places we don't want, like your blood vessels, your blood vessel walls, which will cause things like high blood pressure, which we call hypertension, or your brain, which will cause placking, which can cause dementia and Alzheimer's, and even your kidneys, kidney stones, the top cause of that, too much calcium in the body. 
How should people be taking these? Yeah, great question. Most of the time I like to, when I can get my supplements in a liquid or a powder form that goes into water that turns to liquid because you just assimilate the nutrients better. I always like to say, you're not what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. And the research shows when we take a hard tablet, you know, even, even good minerals and nutrients and vitamins, whatever is in that, the body still has to break that down and go through that whole process. And the research shows that the most we're going to absorb is 10 to 30%. Right. So I always like to get things more in that liquid or powder form, but with the liquid, you got to be careful of preserve preservatives and things like that. So when I, when it comes to D3 and K2, I like to take that in the morning time and remember, so vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin, which means you need to take it alongside fat to drive it into your cells. So that's why, again, I like to take a liquid vitamin D3 that has some form of fat in it, something like an MCT oil or a um, coconut oil or an olive oil, because then you know you're getting that into the cells. And if your supplement doesn't have one of those fats in it, you have to take it when you eat food. So I like to take that in the morning time with the first meal of the day, because it's good to take vitamin D earlier in the day. I don't like to take it towards the end of the day. And then things like my omega-3 fatty acids, my probiotics, that's something that's very important to take with food. Because again, when you're eating food, your digestive enzymes are, are in full action. Your hydrochloric acid is helping you digest. Your gallbladder is helping you break down that fat because of, of the um, the enzymes and the lipase that that's creating. So um, again, when you have that fat, it's helping you take those nutrients in. So make Got sure it. you have the probiotic and those fish oils with a meal. So I take mine at dinner time. It's just easy for me. And then I take my mineral supplement a couple times a day. I do a R powder and I take it at nighttime before I go to bed because it's also important for helping you get to that deep REM state of sleep. You know, I always say that the body's most acidic in the middle of the night. And one of the reasons why we have such trouble sleeping, Marnie, is because the body's inflamed and acidic and it's using energy to try to get rid of those acids. So I take my minerals at nighttime and also during or after a workout because that's going to help my body replenish those electrolytes from just working out really hard. So that's great because you have that Alchemind, you have a line of products, which we'll talk about later or which I'll just mention in the show notes, but that you have minerals in your product line and it's great. You have a couple different flavors, right? What are the flavors that you have? If anybody wants to get this mix, it's great. You just put it in water and you're, you should be drinking water all day anyway. So we have three different flavors. We have lemon, we have strawberry kiwi, and we have blood orange. Um, and they taste great. Uh, there's no sugar, nothing artificial. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of created these in the first place is that yeah. I just wanted to make sure that these do what they're supposed to do in the body, which is kick the acid out of the body. And it's all about how we can assimilate those nutrients. So I love the powders because you just put it in water, mix it up, you drink it in less than 30 seconds, you're giving your body those minerals that they need. And minerals, um, again, with all the stress that we're having, stress yeah. depletes your body in minerals because when that cortisol starts to plump, I, I always say we've been marinating in our cortisol because of this constant like- chronic stress. Yeah, yeah, all, all of us. I mean, look, at, look yeah. at this crazy world we're in right now. And when we're stressed, one of the first things that starts to go is our mineral supply. So um, just for helping our bodies manage the stress and getting those cravings under control, minerals is really at the top of my list that we all have to work on. It's not just about, Marnie, it's not just about supplementing. I always say you can't supplement your weight out of a bad diet. So what types of foods are high in minerals? Yeah, so it's the green leafy vegetables. You know, I always say green juices and green smoothies and green soups and salads and saute, like spinach and kale and watercress and lettuces and sprouts. I love sprouts. Those are the core of what I call a strength eating diet. So we have to eat more of those foods um, and just start to get a lot of diversity in our diet because just like exercise, 
You know, I'm a huge believer in exercise variation. The body also loves diet variation. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, moving forward from like the whole supplement thing, you know, what are some foods that you can add to your diet that maybe you're not really eating that much of that's like an, an easy addition to whatever you're already doing? Like we were talking, I was saying I eat spinach almost every day you know, adding different kinds of greens, mustard greens, dandelion greens. So what do you think about adding greens to your diet? And, you know, what are some easy ways to do that? I think it's critical, you know, because we should be getting five to nine servings of leafy greens every day. But the reality is, is that most of us aren't even coming close to that. And why are minerals so important? Because minerals is what neutralizes the acidity that's causing the inflammation in the first place. And right. when we crave sugar, what your body's really craving is mineral. So we gotta look at those cravings deeper and see what they're really telling us. So, and you mentioned spinach, you know, we all, we, we, we all remember Popeye, but Popeye would be in trouble these days because the current research shows, this was the first article that came out in 2015 that Popeye would need to eat about 60 servings of spinach to get the same mineral content, especially iron that you would get in 1948, that one serving would give you in 1948. Now, fast forward to 2022, Marnie, it's upwards around 75. And here's the reason is that our, our soil has become massively depleted. So this is why I like to say, I want everyone to drink their greens because when we drink the greens, we're able to really get more of those nutrients. And, you know, uh, I know you're in New York City, you know, my, my, my favorite hometown, I'm in California now, but I love going to the farmer's uh, market in New Square. You know, we would go there every week and up by us as well. I think it's so important to make relationships with your farmer's market because, and organic. And I, I, I really have to say that this is where we have to demand organic because yeah. it's not, and yes, it's a little more expensive. I get that. But farmer's market is a way that we can make that difference up because you go there, you can get amazing things like dandelion greens and um, all these other things that you would never find in the grocery store. And they're grown on organic soil, you know, and it's giving ourselves our best bet. And, uh, you know, you got to just just experiment and see what works for you. It's like kale is a phenomenal food, but it's just not my thing. Like I yeah. love spinach like you. You know, so we have this kale lentil soup that people love, but I just take the kale out and I put the spinach in. So yeah. it's really about putting this into your diet. What do you like? And experiment and try it. And if you are craving sugar right now, like don't give up because what happens is our bodies become, or our taste buds become desensitized to sugar. And yeah. here's the cool thing though. It takes 14 days. Every 14 days, your taste buds change. So we know right now, two weeks, your taste buds are going to be completely different. So if we start to add, 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 What's going to happen is that good's going to replace the bad in just a couple of weeks. Something that might have tasted awful to you right now, guess what? It might start to taste better. Yeah. And when I, I'll never forget when I first started my first green juice, Marnie, it was like swamp juice. It was disgusting. disgusting. I mean, yeah. my willpower was so strong. I was like, it made me get through that part. And I don't want us to be driven by willpower. But after like a week and then 10, 10 days, I'm like, you know what? Hmm, this is not so bad anymore. But the recipe didn't change. My, my taste buds changed. I think my taste buds did a complete 360 or 180 or whatever that's called. But like they completely changed. I mean, when, and this was years ago, but I really never ate a lot of greens. And then, you know, now I know that like having a diverse group of greens in my diet is good. And you know, they don't always taste good, but that's okay. You know, I don't always want to go for a run either, but I do it. And you need to eat what you need to eat to be healthy and to stay fueled, as I like to say. So that I like to put my greens in a soup. But anyway, that's how I get my greens. And speaking of greens, that is the best way to get off your sugar. So let's talk about that because we're on like part three of like, what are some easy ways to be healthy in 2022 and things that you can add 
and nobody wants to get rid of their sugar. Nobody. I mean, I'm hanging on to my, my Honey Mama chocolate bars or my Hue Kitchen, right. whatever. I tell myself they're organic and I eat them anyway. But yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about sugar because it is a drug. And I know that you are a pro at helping people get off their sugar. Yeah. And, and I thank you. And I'm a pro, unfortunately, because I was massively addicted to it. And uh, I, I suffered a lot over the years because of it. But on the flip side, it made me kind of become this health investigator and figure out real reasons uh, of what sugar is doing to the body. And you're right. It is a drug. It's not a food. We have to call for what it is. In fact, it's become America's drug of choice. Right. It's eight times more addictive than cocaine. People have to get that. This is what the research shows. It is eight times more addictive than cocaine. It literally lights up those dopamine receptors in your brain. And this is why we keep on coming back because every time you eat it, you need more of that same drug to get the high. And it's like the slot machine effect. Uh, you know, every time you go to a slot machine, it's dumping dopamine and you just keep wanting, you want to keep on doing it. It's the same thing with sugar. Um, and this is why I believe that, you know, the average American is consuming 130 pounds yeah. of this white stuff every single year, especially our children. I mean, they're more addictive than the adults. So for me, it was really about finding ways to, to get off this kind of stress eating roller coaster, yeah. but not doing it in a way that was about deprivation because I tried that Marnie for years and years. One one time it would be two weeks. I just gave up sugar and my willpower got me two weeks. And then it was two months. And again, sugar is so addictive and so powerful. It's really hard to go about it that way. Albeit, it's a noble approach for some people. But the problem is, is that you're not addressing the true underlying reasons and deficiencies of why you're craving sugar in the first place. And right. again, coming full circle, when you crave sugar, you are deficient in minerals, especially magnesium. And this is your body's cry for minerals. So what you need to do instead of saying, I'm going to take away, take away, take away, which is the way most of us go about it in the new year. And this is why, again, 92% of us have failed. It just doesn't work. Let's go with the ad approach. You know, it's not about doing this overnight. It's about really sustainability. Like we want to win this war. It's not about the battle. We want to win the war. And what I found when working with so many different clients is that when you start to just meet them where they're at and start to add, 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 what happens over time is that good outweighs the bad. And that's the approach. So if there's a specific sugar out there, like white sugar, that's bad. That's a never sugar. So my approach that I've adopted is there's some things we should never eat. And then what's a better version? And then what's the best version? So right. that you still don't feel like you're deprived. So let's say chocolate, right? I love chocolate. I know yeah, you like chocolate. Everybody loves chocolate. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't love chocolate? Um, the one chocolate we want to avoid, which I literally would eat all the time, was like milk chocolate. Okay. I would eat those Nestle's Crunch bars and those Caramello bars. I was the shoemaker with no shoes. I'd be adjusting a patient, saying, don't eat your sugar, go in the back. And it's like softening my, myself with all these candy bars. So why is milk chocolate bad? Because it's loaded with obviously dairy, yeah. number one allergy for, for most people, especially children, all that lactose, which turns to lactic acid. Um, and of course, uh, you know, uh, the inflammatory effects that it has and the sugar. Yeah. So that would be a never, a better option would be something like hundred percent dark chocolate. The best option would be something like raw cacao. Now, yeah. cacao, I love. We use that in our chocolate chia puddings, our avocado chocolate mousse. It's unrefined. So you're still going to get that sweet taste that we all love, but the benefit is that it's high in minerals. So it's going to address those underlying reasons why we crave the chocolate so in the first place. you won't eat the whole bar. You might just eat one part. You might. Yeah, exactly. I hear it all the time. I was coaching a client literally yesterday, and she started beating herself up. She's like, I had two pieces of chocolate. Um, and her goal was to lose weight. And, and I just started, I said, listen, it's okay. Tell me more about it. First and foremost, what type of chocolate was it? Was it milk chocolate? She goes, no, it was cacao. I said, 
There's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And the, only, the reason why you only needed two pieces is because it is richer and it is fulfilling you more and it is more of a real food as opposed to one of those empty calories that's high in sugar. And that's what happens is we eat sugar. Then what is your body going to burn for I mean, fuel? It's going to yeah. burn sugar. Then you crave it. It's really like it's no joke. I mean, I have I there was a time where I was not eating sugar. And I was eating a lot of greens. And it really, I did not crave sugar. But right. I'm back eating it. And I definitely crave it. Like, it's like clockwork every night. And I already know that my magnesium is very low. So yeah. we're going to work on that. You can't just have a little sugar, you know? And that's the problem. Marnie, it's so, Let the other thing, which yeah. is our psychology is so important. It's like, it's hard Think about what you just said. It's hard to not be on sugar. So that's the that's yeah. the story that you're telling yourself. And that's the story I told myself for my whole life. It's it's not about hard or easy. It's about just doing it, you know, and and doing it in a way that's gonna not be hard on your body. And yes, it was like for me, it was the white sugar, it was the chocolate, like that's where we were so alike. But for most Americans, it, it's not that. It's the sugar that snuck its way into the diet. When you go into that grocery store, 74% of the foods have, have sugar and added sugars in it. And those are the ones that are getting people because they're like, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat white right, sugar or the white sugar that we that we see on the table. It's like they're getting it from carbohydrates, what right, I call pasta. crappy yeah. bars. Pa yeah, pasta and breads and, um, you know, other forms of sweeteners. And you look at, a, if you go to any grocery store or you go to your cupboard, right, and you look at what's in there, just turn around that label and look at that label and start to read that. This is crazy. And I give the all the, the names of sugar in my book, yeah. um, Get Off Your Sugar. There's over 62 different names for sugar. And this is how the manufacturers get us. So no longer are you going to see on that label sugar. You're going to see dextrose. You're going to see maltose. You're going to see sucrose. You're going to see maltodextrin. I mean, cane sugar. It goes on and on and on. And what yeah. happens is they put all these different names of sugar. When you add up all those in one, guess what? That becomes the number one amount of sugar on that label because what happens is there's a hierarchy in label posting the number one ingredient that they that you see on your is label the is that it constitutes the most of that ingredient yeah. so they split up all these different forms of sugar so now it looks like there's less sugar in there yeah. but when you add it up so when i when i tell people look at the label and look at the carbohydrate number look at the fiber number because when you subtract carb fiber from carbs that'll give you your net carbs and then just read what's on those other ingredients because that is where they get you. Yeah. And that's where you're going to find all those bad ingredients in there. And I always say, if you can't pronounce it, you cannot it. <laughs> digest it. Don't eat it. Um, and that's yeah. kind of my, my mantra when it comes to labels. I mean, I think, I think that for me, like I was really on a good path. And then during the pandemic, I was like, all right, I'll have a Tostito. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's, that's how I opened the door. And then it was just like downhill from there, but at least I'm aware of it. So it's all good. We've covered some very important things that are like super easy for people to do if they want to be healthy in 2022. Let's take it to the next level. Let's talk about at-home testing, do-it-yourself testing. What are some things that you are doing in your practice and that you would recommend people do and what can they do on their own and what do they really need someone like you to kind of walk them through the results? Yeah. I mean, one of my mantras is test, don't guess. You know, it's so important, especially now, you know, obviously there's a lot you can do without testing from just, you know, getting on a strength eating diet 
starting to manage and stress and just getting some of those core supplements in. So if you just did that by itself, you're going to really start to make major progress in your health. But now you want to go to your next level. You got to really start to look inside your body and see what those numbers are telling you because most people wait for the symptom to show up to start to kind of take care of themselves. And that's a ready, fire, aim approach. You know, um, you're not going to wait for the toothache to go to the dentist. Hopefully we're brushing and flossing and oral and gut microbiome uh, is becomes become my, my prime focus because that's where so many dangerous pathogens hide out. So what I like to do is really um, have a few home tests that we can do that really give your body so much information and knowledge. And it's really about looking for you know, the, the different ways that inflammation is building up in the body. So I love to do something uh, called an omega-3 uh, acid inflammation test with a little, it's a kit we can send you uh, at home. It's on our website. And with a little prick of the finger with like a glucose stick, you know, you don't even feel it. You put the drop of uh, blood on a card, you send it to our lab. And literally within, uh, you know, 10 to 12 days, you're going to know, number one, how deficient you are in omega-3 fatty acids. Because when you're depleted in omega-3s, what happens to inflammation inflammation skyrockets, especially in the brain, because omega-3s are critical for not only lowering inflammation, but optimizing brain health. The second thing it's going to tell you is the most important ratio in your body is the ratio of bad fats that inflame you to good fats. So that's omega-6 fats, which are pro-inflammatory. Those are the fats that kill you versus omega-3 fats, the fats that heal you. So there's a ratio. That ratio should be no more than three to one bad fats, omega-6 to three, the average American Marnie is 25 to one. And I interviewed this doctor, Joseph Hilben, in my book, Get Off Your Acid, my first book. And he did studies on murderers and people in insane asylums. And this was this blew my mind away. And what he found was that the average murderer had a average ratio of 70 to one, omega sixes to threes. And what he was telling me was that your brain is 60% fat. And what happens is um, these fats compete for the same enzyme. So if your brain needs fat, not sugar. Your brain does not need sugar. It runs on fat. Um, this is why we got to eat more fat for our hormones, but also for the brain. So when um, you have more of those dangerous omega-6 fats, which comes from things like soybean oil, safflower oil, corn oil, cotton seed, um, you know, th those are the bad ones. What happens is they take your brain out and it literally makes your brain whacked and crazy and brain fog and with these, with these murderers, aside from things like so, psychotropic drugs, it was making their brain so whacked out. They do, they do insane things. Um, so this test is awesome. You'll know, you'll get this amazing, very easy to follow report, letting you know how inflamed your body is. The other test that we do is something called the GI map test, right. which is a microbiome test. We could talk more about that. Yeah, and then we I do a yeah. Uh, MR. Yeah. And then we do an MRT food sensitivity test, which measures 170 different foods. And what that's telling you is that not um, are you allergic to a food, that's like an anaphylactic reaction to peanuts. It's telling you when you eat this food, is your body creating an inflammatory reaction that's causing leaky gut, massive inflammation, immune system deficiencies. And it's important because a lot of times, Marnie, you're not going to get a symptom when you eat that food, like a trigger food. It could show up three days later. So you're guessing the wrong food if you're doing an elimination diet, or it might not show up at all. So um, the gut test is critical, which my, my son called the poopy test, because it really looks at the whole microbiome, how you're digesting your food. It looks at that gut army. Do we have enough flowers or are those weeds overtaking the garden? It'll tell you what those weeds are. Do you have like inflammatory bacteria like Pseudomonas or Citrobacteria or Strep or Staph? It's going to look at leaky gut. And I mean, it's just incredible enzymes. Um, so this is the type of home testing that we do. And uh, the amount of- You would need to kind of like guide someone through 
looking at the results and figuring out because that leads to what probiotics you should be taking also that's like a, a deep dive into that as well yeah it, it's going to change your life i mean literally it changed my life i mean ever since i got involved in gut testing it literally just gave me a whole nother look and as i said before look to the gut it's the cause of all disease so it doesn't matter if you have hormonal imbalances if you're having blood sugar dysregulation or if you're having inflammation or acidity or if you uh, have skin issues or you're having trouble losing weight those downstream issues, there could be a lot of reasons, but what I'm telling you, because I've seen thousands of these cases now, when you trace it back, the core of all those problems is the gut. And so many doctors and nutritionists, very well-intentioned, are manipulating hormones and manipula manipulating these numbers downstream when, in fact, those numbers are being altered by the inflammation that's being generated from the gut. So what I do is I start with the gut with every client. Right. I, I eliminate those foods for three months or six months that we know are not good. We fix that for a three months uh, on a gut protocol. And once that's better, then what we can do is start to fix the downstream stuff. But we test it then because I know it's going to change once your gut is healed and you're doing better. How frequently do you do these tests, do you think? So with a new client, we always test in the beginning. I usually start with the um, the food sensitivity test and the uh, the GI map. A lot of times I also do like a, a comprehensive blood panel as well. Uh, but those two tests are the ones. And then what I like to do is I, based on that information, I'll create a three month protocol to help them heal the gut. And then we'll wash out whatever things they need to be taking as far as supplements. And we're improving diet as this goes along as well. And then at the four month mark, we'll retest. And at that point, you know, it's different for everybody. Some people are in a really good place, but there are some people that their, their issues are so deep rooted, no pun intended, because the gut's the root system of the body that we'll see a bunch of things have improved, but there's still some things that have been so chronic we have to keep on going. So um, again, test, don't guess. And at that point, we kind of regroup and then we see what else we might have to be doing at that point. Um, for me, you know, now I'm in a, in a wellness state for my own health. I'll do the GMAP once a year and my MRT sensitivity test once a year. But if I notice any, anything off with my body, you know, uh, I had some dental issues from old root canals, which was affecting my gut and vice versa. So what did I do? I went right, right back to what I know best, which is sometimes you don't know why symptoms are occurring in your body. So as a biologic doctor, I, I look at myself, what things in my body am I not getting for whatever reason? What deficiencies do I have? And what toxins are in my body? And then I just do that. I give my body what it needs. I take out what doesn't belong there. And, and the innate intelligence of your body, because we often understand the power that makes your body, guys, is the power that's going to heal your body. When you give it what it needs, just like that plant, your body will heal itself. But you have to know hone in on and laser focus exactly what we need to go at, not just throwing darts at a dartboard. Oh, I should take this supplement. I should try this because, and that's my issue. It's like, I have low energy or um, I'm having hot flashes or whatever. I'm going to take this supplement. And right. again, it's like you're, you're just treating the symptoms. You're not going deep enough in addressing that root cause of why that symptom showed up in the first place. So it's really important to do this. And I mean, I think that, you know, it's also really important to go to your general practitioner and do all those things. But at the same time, I mean, you know, people may, at least I, you know, in our household, like we do both, but really the world of medicine has changed so much and the world of health and nutrition. And it's so important, I think, to kind of get ahead, like to be preventative and to work yeah. with someone like you who can help walk you through looking at the test results and also looking at your blood biomarkers. And then you don't, have to be going to like an emergency room for whatever reason, hopefully. These are some really great ideas on how people can get ahead of their health. 
And I think it's also important for people to consider, you know, working with a specialist like you, someone who's practicing functional medicine and, you know, looking at the whole body and what's happening inside, who's, you know, hundreds of steps ahead of what the norm average is and kind of really taking charge of their health. Yeah, I think it's the most important thing we probably said today. Functional medicine is critical. And, you know, again, like every profession, you're going to have good and bad. And yeah. <clears throat> you have to align yourself with a doctor that's congruent with your philosophy. I think that's critical. And someone that's going to really help you take ownership of your health and really know the things that maybe you shouldn't have to know. You know, and yeah. obviously this is why I love, Marnie, your part, your podcast is amazing because you're getting this information out to so many people and you're you're educating and informing people so they should know what to look for and which doctors to reach out for. But like, I remember years ago before I knew any of this information, I would go to the doctor and I'm like, doc, I feel great. What are you going to do for me? And he would say, come back when you have a symptom. And then when I came back with a symptom, he would give me some kind of a potion or a lotion or a pill. Right. And again, he'd say, you know, come back again. And and the problem was, is that they were just, they weren't doing anything. You know, they, they listened to my heart of this and that's not functional medicine. You know, functional medicine, like to your point is really going inside the body and looking for things before they emanate as a symptom. When I look at a comprehensive blood panel, most doctors back to the vitamin D are going to wait to tell you when you're over the cliff. And by that right. time, it's, it's already too late. Like every day, Marnie, I get a text, an email or a call. Many of them, I got COVID. What should I do? Uh, you know, and again, yeah. like ready, fire, aim, like you need to have my protocol ready to go on hand just in case. And this was the same thing when we were blindsided by the pandemic, those who were ready for it, like Marnie, who are out there cranking on her bike and eating strength foods and doing those things we tended to fare better. So yeah. I think the most important thing about health is anticipation. Be prepared, have your protocol ready to go because if you did get COVID, what matters the most is what you do in the first five days. And again, this is just, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And this goes with everything. So align yourself with a doctor that's gonna do these tests we're talking about. Whether you feel great or you feel sick, it doesn't matter because don't wait for all of a sudden that symptom to show up because again, that's the toothache. And we all know that if you get a toothache the day before you felt fine, but your tooth was not fine, dental it's research shows on it takes for a long time. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, a lot of my listeners are athletes. So, you know, we are on training plans and looking six months ahead to a year ahead of what we're training for. And we've got a whole workout plan and we have to crank up our nutrition and right. add extra calories, which so many people would love to do. <laughs> it's just the biggest challenge is finding the good calories. And also just kind of, you know, we're kind of like already dialed into being ahead of the curve. Do you have any thoughts on like, one, what are good foods that we can really like increase that will be valuable for us as fuel? Because, you know, we shouldn't be eating pasta. That's not a good food, but everybody goes to that. And I'm, I'm not going to judge, you know, because even though I said it's not a good food, uh, but you know, and then, and then, you know, we're working out, we're burning tons of calories. So like, who cares if we eat sugar? I'm just being devil's advocate right now. Or yeah. So what we can have a, a Coke on the ride or, you know, we're going to eat a chocolate bar. We're going to have a gel. And there's a lot of nutrition scientists out there that are so anti all of that. And I, completely understand and agree what are some solutions right instead of like what we shouldn't do what are some solutions like what would you suggest i love this topic i'm so passionate about it. i know you are i mean back in college i played soccer at boston college i played for the under 20 national team i was always a sprinter and then um, i started training with Stu middleman once my soccer days were over after i tore my acl and i never thought 
if you told me years ago that I was run, I would be running marathons, I would have said you're absolutely crazy because my idea of a workout was going out, cranking for 30 minutes, I'd be done, and that's it. But I learned how to change my body through eating an alkaline diet to really fuel my body so that I can run these ultra marathons, which I started to do, and it, it blew my mind away. And there's no limitations to what you do if you do it the right way. But to your point, when I was back in college, we would go out the night, literally nine in the night before like hours before our huge game. And uh, we'd be going to Vinny Tessa's in Boston. I'd be eating like fettuccine Alfredo and cannolis and cappuccinos. And then literally an hour later, I'd be going out on the pitch playing soccer. And it's the worst thing you can do. The fuel is critical if you're an athlete and you have to be mindful of those carbohydrates. The last thing you want to do is pasta. Even when I was doing the ultra marathons, we go to the the, you know, the events the night before, and they were having pasta parties. And there's this kind of big stigma out there in this whole uh, exercise world about that. And here's the whole thing. This is common. This is common physiology. If you eat carbohydrates, what does that actually metabolize into sugar? We know that. Well, what does that become now as your primary source of fuel? It becomes sugar. When I'm doing a long distance crank run, or if I'm doing any workout, you know, your body, you need to be metabolic flexible. And what that means is that your body needs to really decide based on where you're at in that exercise or in your life. This goes for both. Right. Can I burn sugar or can I burn burn fat? And the reality is that 95% of the calories in your body are actually stored as fat, only 5% sugar. Well, sugar is designed for fight or flight. So if I eat those, those carbs, I call them crap carbs, C-R-A-P, completely yeah. refined and processed. Then what's going to happen? You're going to burn that as your primary source of fuel, and then you're going to crave it. And this is why so many people bonk out, which I did on my first marathon. I was running the Pittsburgh marathon, uh, my wife's hometown. And literally I hit a hardcore wall at about mile 19. My heart rate shot up to about 200 Marnie. Oh my God. My ego got in the way because I had this number, which now I don't believe in numbers for me. Um, I know, you know, it's all good to have a number, but for no, me- No, but you it, have it, to it have changed. feel also, you know, numbers yeah, and yeah, feel, yeah. but yeah. And, and it, it was such a humbling experience because I finished the marathon, thankfully. The last mile was brutal. And as I'm virtually crawling to the finish line, I had this number in my mind about what I wanted to hit. I missed it by one minute. And the worst part was my body went into um, a lactic acidosis shock because right. my right. I was in such anaerobic metabolism, which can, can be dangerous. Um, my body's just, so I literally had to go into a punch pool of Epsom salts and five minutes later I was fine. But that was the, the, the tipping point and really which made me realize I have to change the way I approach exercise and fueling my body. So I really started to uncover the alkaline diet and I realized that I have to strengthen my body and give yeah. my body the core macros, which was eat a lot more greens because the minerals is what really gets you through a long-term race or a hardcore race or whatever you're doing from cycling to running to even sprinting. So you need those minerals. And when you look at those greens, it's minerals. So that is the big part of my meal now, my yeah. strength eating plate. You need the healthy fats. I think the biggest thing people are afraid of is fats because they think it's going to make you gain weight and they they have the whole calorie right. concept out there. Listen, calorie is not a calorie. So I coach clients all the time and, they, and they're and they focused on calorie deprivation. And listen, a calorie of fat is different than a calorie of sugar or fructose. Right. You can have the same amount, but they're going to be a completely different reaction in the body. So we need healthy fats because when you eat fat, your body starts to burn fat as a slow burning fuel. So think right. about when you're out there exercising, do you want to be a Tesla or do you want to be a Model T? So yeah. when you eat more greens and when you eat more healthy fats and don't overdo the protein, because the average American's eating five times the amount of protein they should be eating. And what happens now is that it turns to sugar in your body, which is again, you could be eating as clean as possible, but you eat too much protein. Protein's essential, it's an important nutrient, but it needs to be the sideshow, not the main event. 
So your meal needs to have greens, lots of fats, avocados, God right. butter. I love healthy nuts and seeds, um, oils like. I mean, everybody probably needs to to do this, but to a certain degree. I think, you know, if you're doing 10, 12, 16, 18 hours a week of training, you've got to make sure you're putting good things in and keeping your minerals up. Again, you are what you eat, but more you are what you assimilate. And, you know, I got to the point, Marnie, where I was was doing, you know, 30 and 40 mile, you know, races and marathons, and I wouldn't put a single thing into my body except for hydration and minerals throughout the course of that race. Yeah. And I would make my own energy gel. So again, a lot of the energy gels out there are loaded with sugar, yes, and, um, bad sugar. And, and even yeah. and even natural sugars, which I like, I want to avoid. So what I would do is I would make when I, I when I was doing if it was if it was greater than ninety minutes, then I would go to something like that. But if it was less than ninety minutes, I would just focus on before my my race or my run or just a general workout. I would have a vegetable puree, which was giving you those minerals in a very easy digestible form. Because again, you don't want your body, the worst thing you can have is protein before you go out and exercise because protein becomes more acidic to the body. Um, It's going to cause cramping because your body is literally pulling out those minerals from your muscles and your bones to neutralize those acids and you get dehydrated. So you avoid protein. I would do more things like vegetable purees or like a green juice. um, And that was it minerals. And then if I got to that 90 minute threshold, yeah, I would make my own energy gel. I would take two to three tablespoons of chia seeds, four to six ounces of water before I would mix that. I would let that just sit there for a little bit to gel up. And I would have little packets of my own energy gel. And that's what I would use as my power because chia seeds, which they use in South America for centuries, it's got 50% omega-3 fatty acids. So you're right. getting that healthy fat in a really easy way uh, to digest and assimilate. It's 20% protein. It's high in magnesium, which is going to neutralize the lactic acid. And you're getting that fiber, right? Um, so I would do that. And it also keeps you hydrated extra long. And it keeps you hydrated. I would make these little energy bites where I would get like a sprouted tortilla and I would put some raw almond butter on it. And then I would get some Manuka honey, which is lower glycemic index. Right. I would sprinkle some sea salt, some Himalayan salt and some cinnamon, which is great for blood sugar stabilization when you're out there racing. I would roll it up. I would cut into like little tiny like energy bites and I would just wrap yeah. it up and I would put those in my pocket. And if I needed something along the way, then that would be something. It has the, the perfect macros to really get that energy. That was something I learned from Stu Middleman. It was very helpful for me. So I stayed away from the processed stuff and I used little things like that. But for me, hydration was the most important thing. Most of us are dehydrated. And I always say solution by dilution. So just drink more water. And it's not the day of. The most important time, meal of yeah. the most important meal before a big workout or, or a race or whatever is two days before. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing advice. That's great. And what are you seeing down the pipeline that's coming to the forefront of wellness and health in 2022? Like what are some new innovations that you've seen? So you turned me on the brain tap headphones, which oh, are amazing. So what are you seeing? I love it. I love this, Martin. This is where me and you love to geek out together. We're biohackers and what you inspect, you respect. The future of health and it's it's things like this right here. Or a ring. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one example of it. There's so many different things out there now, but it's really just measuring and dialing in and seeing how your body's responding. And, you know, one of the things I love about this is it measures my heart rate variability. It's telling me how I'm sleeping, which is such an important measure of my overall health. People say, how do I sleep better? It's not about what you do right before you sleep, though, yes, minerals will help you. It's about what you do from the moment you wake up, because everything from the moment you wake up throughout the course of your day is going to basically drive that health into the body, which is going to help you dictate better sleep. So I'm all about having a couple of different things in your life that you can measure and track 
and really see how your body's faring with the lifestyle choices you're making, how you're eating, how you're thinking, um, how you're moving. You know, if I was to turn this computer around, I have a whole biohacking room in here. I have a PEMF mat here. I have a lymphatic drainage machine right over there. This one is Beamer, okay. uh, which I love. I also have a pulse harmonics over there. I have my spin bike right over there with an EWAT. Uh, EWAT, which I uh, we talked about, is um, exercise while oxygen training. So basically, it's a mask I put on, yeah. and you're basically driving massive amounts of oxygen into your body, which increases when you're when you're cranking on the bike. Which number one increases your recovery rate. Number two increases your metabolism by thirty percent. But remember, when we crank hard, your body can flip from aerobic to anaerobic. Then you start fermenting sugar, which ultimately causes cancer cells. Right. So oxygenation is the core of what I believe in. The first step in my first book of seven steps to get off your acid wasn't about food, it was about breathing, right? So we have to breathe, right? Most of us are, are in a state of fight or flight, yeah. sympathetic. We gotta get to parasympathetic. So Patrick Porter, my good friend who um, created the BrainTap uh, headset, I love the technology which I use with all my clients that does heart rate variability. And that basically tells you are you managing stress or is stress managing you? It tells you your biological age. So I'm 46. The last time I measured my biological age, I was psyched I was 35, right? That's awesome. So, That's really great. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And it has all these other markers. Are you a sugar burner? Are you a fat burner? What's your brain system uh, looking like? Are you, is your brain functioning or is it dysfunctioning? It tells you, which I love, gives you a, a map of your circadian rhythm and it shows you during the day based on your body's physiology when you're having dips. So for me, I knew that, 7 a.m. was a dip just based on my rhythm. So at 6.30, I'm taking my first green juice. I know three o'clock is my second dip. So I'm working out or I'm doing my second green juice right before that. So I'm biohacking my body based on me inspecting my body of when I need to give my body something. So I have different things over here you put on your on around your head. It's, it's called the happy. And it's basically low signal radio frequency. And any desired outcome you want, it, it basically clues into your cells. They did $70 million of research into this. And it's crazy because you can have a cup of coffee without having the coffee. You can get your body into a deep REM sleep before you sleep just by putting this on. That's cool. Yeah. So like all stuff like this, and it's not about like going out there and spending all this money on it because you can biohack your own body just by the foods that you eat and the things that we're talking about. But they're are so many things that we're seeing down the forefront um, that's very, very exciting. That's going to allow us to really take our health, our energy to the next level and ultimately increase our longevity. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on longevity? Yeah, it needs to be top of mind. You know, I'm, I'm 46. I have a four-year-old and seven-year-old. It's something that uh, I have to think about. We all need to think about it. When you're in your 20s, it's something that we really don't think about. Right. But as we get older, it does become more top of mind. And Listen, I, you, we've all seen this. You've seen a 70-year-old in terms of chronologically, that's your number, that maybe looks 90. And then right next to him, you see that same 70-year-old, another person, 70-year-old, that maybe looks 55 or 60, right? So longevity, as I mentioned before, is not about your age, your number. It's about your biological age. And the cool thing is that you can turn the clock back on aging based on how you eat, how you think, and how you move. And this is what we call epigenetics. We have to stop worrying about genetics. I do do genetic testing, uh, which I think is very cool. and It does help us, but it doesn't define how you change the course of action. Epigenetics, which is really 95% of our health, which is above your genes, which really tells you our true health, our, our true North Star is dictated by our lifestyle choices that we make. Um, it doesn't matter that my dad passed away from cancer, God rest his soul, or that you know my aunt had Alzheimer's or whatever. That doesn't define who we are because- it has, there's no genetic tendency to that. Our genes haven't changed for 40,000 years. 
So what's most important is that you can change your health. It's never too late to change your health, no matter what your age, no matter what health issue you, you've been given. I, I was consulting a client the other day and her father was told he's terminal. And I, and I said, it just, it makes me sick when I hear a doctor putting a limitation on someone else's life because a doctor is not your God, all right? Our God is our God and no doctor should ever say that because the truth of the matter is there's no, no such thing as incurable diseases, only incurable people. If right. you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Argue with your limitations. They're going to be yours. And there has never been a single form of cancer that has not gone into remission. So if someone tells you you have six months to live, so many people die at that six-month mark. Um, you know, they told my father he has a few months to live. And I, I got that crap out of his brain. And we started biohacking and put him on a hundred percent alkaline diet. And he hated every minute of it. We got things from Germany and, and, and uh, Japan and Mexico. I mean, we, we went out of the box and did things and it wasn't enough to save his life, Marnie, but he lived three years long enough to meet my daughter. And those extra three years that doctors denied him from the onset. Cause they were ready um, to shut the door and just say, okay, it's over. They did. Yeah. And they did. And, and I, and God bless his, his personal doctor, there are some good doctors out there. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. He, he called me up after after my dad died. And he goes, Daryl, he goes, I don't understand most of what you did for your dad, but there's no doubt it prolonged his life and his quality of life. And he, and he thanked me. I just floodgates. I started bawling. And, you know, it, it, it made me feel good. But, you know, it, it was my dad. It was my mom. And it was the team effort. You know, we're, we're all in this together. You know, I think now that we have all these tests and all this information and all this data easily accessible to us, we can really get ahead of it. I mean, you can't get ahead of everything, but you can try. And I think that's really the most important thing is making that effort to kind of get ahead of it. Yeah. And understand its purpose and yeah. how you can use it, but don't get over consumed by it. Um, especially these guys, because technology can do just as much harm as it can. Good. Know. You know, and the phone, the phone is the blessing and the curse. It allows us to communicate, allows us to deliver this information to people. But you know, this also creates a lot of issues with EMFs in our body and uh, problems with our cells. So it's about the balance. Find your balance is what I'm saying. You know, a rule we have in our family is no phones at, at mealtime, you know, and yeah. that's our time to connect. I think one of the big things that we've seen happen over these last two years, especially we've lost one of those six human needs, which is connection. Yes. Um, we got to get connection back. Like, I mean, we've been sitting I, I on the couch eating dinner. People. It's, yeah. I mean, I grew up, we were not allowed to eat anywhere else in the house, but at the table. Right and on. that I love that out the door. Again, the question is like, why? Why can't we eat on the couch? I want to eat on the couch. I want to eat, on, watch TV and eat on the couch too. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I live in an apartment and, and in New York City. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, like, so get back yeah. to that connection and, totally. and listen, I, you know, this might be taboo for some people out there, but I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you what's really on my mind is okay. I, I hug people, you know, it's like, don't be afraid. Like stop being afraid of the germs. Yeah. Germs don't make you sick. All right. If germs made us sick, we'd all be dead by now. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm saying this from my heart and from, I, I'm a, I, I test people's live blood. I look at this stuff every single day. You know, if you go to a, a beach a day after a hurricane, what are you going to find? You're going to find some houses completely destroyed and houses on that same beach, same hurricane. Fine. This is the law of the biological terrain, which means you are strong out there. Yeah. You have the strength or you can make your body stronger to resist. But we have to lose that fear because fear paralyzes our immune system. It puts us more into that stress response and it's going to make, make us become more vulnerable. Um, so, you know, we got to get back out there and live our lives and try to yeah. try to get rid of that fear, which is false evidence appearing real and and be realistic at the same time. Right. There's a very real thing going on out here. Right. And let's respect what's going on. But at the same time, 
control you can control, take care of your body, take care of your emotions, take care of the people you love. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself in a much better place. You're going to move that dial. And we don't know what the future holds for any of us, but I do know that we can actually move that dial towards better, which is going to increase our odds of being healthier and having a stronger immune system and, and all that comes along with it. This has been so awesome. Before we go, I'm going to definitely put like your info in the show notes. I, I highly recommend that, you know, I know that people don't have to come to New York City or California to work with you. They can yeah. do what we're doing right now and have a phone call and order the at-home tests and do all that yeah. stuff. And I cannot say enough good things about working with you and my health and everything else that we're doing. You also have an amazing line of supplements and plant-based protein powders and minerals. I know you're adding things to the mix slowly. You've been growing this line since we first met. Tell me a little bit about your product line and like what, why maybe you have this mix. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Marnie. Um, the, we started the um, company with our two foundational supplements, which is our acid-kicking greens and the acid-kicking minerals. Um, both of my little ones, they started drinking those at eight months. You know, they're great for kids. They really, uh, they change your DNA, you know, because again, um, it, it's so critical for your, for your cells. So uh, that's the core of our line. And from there, we have an amazing omega-3 fatty acid, fish oil with the ideal ratio to crush the inflammation in the body. We have this awesome um, black seed oil from the Middle East. Uh, black seed, if, you're not, if you don't know about that, this is phenomenal, especially if you're an exercise person out there. It's three times stronger than turmeric as an anti-inflammatory. Oh, wow. It's a thousand times more potent than vitamin E as an antioxidant. So it basically reduces oxidative stress in your body, which is really the, the cause of all disease and inflammation. So that's something that we take every day. We just launched our D3 with K2 in yeah. a liquid form. Uh, it's I'm got organic it. yeah. oil. Yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Mar Marnie's on it, which is good. Marnie's an acid kicker, by the way. She's she's. That's why you look so awesome and you're, you're cranking it every which way. Um, we have our plant-based protein and chocolate and vanilla, which I love. It's just such a, such a clean form of uh, your plant-based keto fats and your, your three core alkaline proteins. And we have lots of sprouts in there for the minerals. Um, and one of our favorites is the acid kicking coffee line. Uh, for years, I was saying, don't drink coffee, don't drink coffee until Kelly Ripa went on her show. She's like, he changed my life, but I'm still drinking coffee. And the, the lights were off. It's like, all right, we got to create a product to neutralize the, the acid in the yeah. coffee. So we launched that. And it's a powder you can add to your coffee. So please drink organic coffee, but you add it to the coffee. It neutralizes all the acid, gives you those healthy keto fats like coconut oil, MCT oil, Himalayan salt for your cravings. So now you get the upside of the coffee minus the downside. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the core of our of our products. We have a great acid we have an immune product we just came out with. I mean, it's very important. Uh, it's based on uh, shaga mushroom. We source it from the largest organic forest in the world from the Arctic Circle. Plus, it's got all these other powerful antioxidants like astaxanthin, vitamin C, elderberry. But shaga is literally the most one of the most powerful. It is the most powerful antioxidant. Um, so you're pro Chinese medicine, then? Yeah, I'm taking all that. Yeah. Oh, Chinese medicine is incredible. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so medicinal mushrooms are great, but you got to stay away from regular mushrooms that you buy in the grocery store. Those are loaded with fungus, um, nutritional yeast. Stay away from that as well. Loaded with yeast. I did not know that. Okay. No. One of the one of the most acidic substances you can put into the body is loaded with fungus. Fungus causes cancer. You have to stay away from all forms of those mushrooms. Uh, even things like citric acid, you got to be aware, be mindful of that in products because. 
Uh, in the past, it would come from things like lemons and pineapple, but it's become so expensive. Now, most citric acid is sourced from aspergillus fungus, which is a cancer-causing fungus. So these are little things that you've got to be mindful of right. and avoid. But something like shaga, uh, which is a medicinal mushroom sourced from an organic source in a capsule form, like that is a is a true acid kicker for your body. And it's one of the most powerful ways to boost immunity. And by the way, it crushes candida as well. Um, so that's where we're at. And you know, I'm excited for the road ahead. Yeah, where we're going. So anyway, anything I do to help anyone out there, I'm here for you. Marnie, I love and appreciate you as always. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're changing lives every day. I love and appreciate you. And what I love most about you is you walk the walk. I mean, you are a true acid kicker and uh, you, you can just tell by the way you live and by the way you speak and your Instagram, it's like, you're out there doing it every day. And, thank um, you. you've, you've changed my life with the, the people you brought onto your show. So thank you for the world of information you're bringing to everyone. Keep on going. This was so awesome. Daryl, thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple podcasts. Follow us on social Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me. Marnie on the move one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out 